We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in, welcome into the state of recruiting. Before we dig into Dante Moore flipping from Oregon to UCLA, we will dig into plenty of other items the rest of the week. So just want to let you know, we're going to have everything covered. But when the number one player in the country makes a move, we have to dig in on that topic. I'm your host, John Garcia Jr. Find my written work at Sports Illustrated, S-I com. My podcasting work is here at CFB Nation. Please like, subscribe, rate, share, all that fun stuff. The great content coming down right now ahead of signing day on CFB Nation via three, four, five different podcasts. So very diverse group of hosts to bring you coast to coast knowledge of the great sport of college football. Again, follow CFB Nation, subscribe on YouTube, all that fun stuff. But as we mentioned at the top of the show, this is called the state of recruiting for a reason. And you can't dig into the state of recruiting without the quarterback position and the best quarterback in the class of 2023. Of course, for those of you that follow me, you know, it is Dante Moore, who after some up and downness that we'll get into here in a minute, really shook up college football recruiting Monday morning when the news of his flip from Oregon to UCLA broke via ESPN. Pete Thamel with the exclusive there. He actually spoke to Dante about the flip from Oregon to UCLA. So I want to start there. Let's start with the tangible before we get into the opinion that I will surely share. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He told Pete, quote, I went on a visit to UCLA. I talked to God and my people and really within myself. I knew UCLA was the right move for me. He thanked Oregon and admitted the loss of Kenny Dillingham to Arizona State was a very big deal in that recruitment. Dillingham recruited Dante previous to his post at Oregon and then obviously hit another level with that relationship once he got to Eugene for good. Uh, so Dante was appreciative of how Oregon handled everything. He informed them before it went public. They've already turned their attention to other quarterbacks. So that is something to know, even though there's not much time between now and National Signing Day. And what's interesting is there's so many factors in this recruitment, and uh, in, in, in this decision, according to Dante. Dante seems to be focused on himself more than the broader spectrum and broader focus of his uh, really seismic commitment flip, uh, saying all the right things. Quote, I want to keep football the main thing and be a college student and enjoy life. Football is my main thing. That's what I love. And I can keep that the main thing. Obviously, that was in response to just kind of the bright lights of L.A., NIL, in the Caleb Williams hub across town rival there. Uh, maybe that rivalry begins in 2023. Uh, that was an interesting take. Obviously the big 10 move for UCLA will play a factor in this decision there as well. And now Dante gets to play certainly a, a bit closer to home. So shout out to Pete Thamel on the scoop uh, from Dante Morse flip from Oregon to UCLA. Couple things. Maybe more than a couple things as as you record here or as you listen to our recording here on December 19th. This thing changed. I think it's a really good example of how the information, how the decisions, how the vibes, how the feels and all of that can be so fluid in this era of college football, especially in recruiting, especially this close to signing day, especially when there's a coaching change. Dante Moore was done. He was set with the Oregon Ducks before that point. Remember, he drew out his recruitment. At one point, he was expected to commit in the spring, and then he was expected to commit early summer. He didn't commit until late in the summer, just before the 2022 football season began. And as he sorted through all these options, Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas A&M, LSU, Florida, Miami, and of course, Oregon. As he shifted through all those options, shifted or sifted, by the way, as he sifted through all those options, he really wasn't ready at any point until late in the summer months. And a lot of that credit, especially during that closing period, went to Kenny Dillingham. So the moment Dillingham took the Arizona State head coaching job, it was going to be a big deal in this Dante Moore recruitment. And we knew that, right? We tracked that here at the state of recruiting. Once Dillingham opened it up and left, that door was open. We reported on Michigan State trying to slam it shut. Really, the moment all that stuff got going, 
we heard rumblings of Ohio State and other programs trying to get involved. And then he tangibly showed us a new school interested in taking that official visit to UCLA the second weekend of December, I believe the weekend of December 9th. And then after that point, kind of quiet, no secondary visit. There was chatter of a few potential trips, including one back to Eugene, didn't quite go down. And we believe Dante stayed in Detroit to mull over this decision. And then he obviously did it, at least publicly, on Monday morning. But the vibes we were getting have been up and down in this thing. The initial threat was Michigan State. We were told to overlook it. And then Oregon doubled down. Dan Landing visited him. The new offensive coordinator, Will Stein, visited Dante in Detroit. And there was some sense, especially relative to the UCLA visit, there was some sense that Oregon might be able to hold on here. Because the initial view of this UCLA trip was, let's just see it for what it is, right? Chip Kelly, that rehabilitated offense. At UCLA, the development of Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to get credited to Kelly, who obviously has great offensive reputation dating to, to yesteryear and that NFL experience combined. Let's do some due diligence and go check out UCLA. That's what the trip looked like. And following the trip, there was only a little bit of buzz for UCLA. This wasn't like we're seeing with others, right? Like Caden Proctor took this late official visit to Alabama and the buzz has been Bama since before he left that visit. That's usually how it works. It wasn't quite this way for Dante. Either incredible um, keeping things closeness, or there wasn't any tangible buzz compared to some others. And there was still an openness to this recruitment. For whatever the reason, UCLA buzz was up and down, even after that official visit. But as we got into this weekend, so another week went by, as we got into this past weekend, on Sunday morning, I started getting indicators, hey, this thing could happen, and it might be done already. That combined with silence from sources up in Eugene, Oregon, usually tells the tale, right? And sure enough, Monday morning, Dante Moore is off the board to UCLA. So let's zoom out a little bit. I know what Dante said with respect to Pete Thamel and ESPN, but let's zoom out a little bit, right? The differences between Oregon and UCLA. The the optics are easy here, right? Dan Lanning, first-year coach, lost the offensive coordinator who had the inside track to Dante's recruitment. Obvious, right? Flip side, UCLA, development, longstanding trajectory under Chip Kelly, offensively, very positive, DTR's development, and an open spot in theory, right? UCLA's got other quarterbacks on the roster. They brought in the Kent State quarterback transfer just the other day. So he will pair with Dante Moore, Justin Martin, the rest of the guys, Garbers, and create this this big-time quarterback competition beginning in the spring. So it's not, let's just hand the keys to Dante either. But think about what happened at Oregon, right? Bo Nix announced he was coming back. And I know Dante said that wasn't a factor in the ESPN interview. But let me tell you, Having been around Dante, and and I've talked about this plenty, having been around him, having talking to him, having talked to people around him, this is a calculated kid, young man, I should say, extremely calculated. Every single factor is a factor, right? 
the priority levels, the optics are one thing, but every other thing is still a factor. And there wasn't an elite quarterback in the year of elite quarterbacks where everybody's got their head on a swivel trying to find their spot. There wasn't an elite quarterback that kept an eye on things with others as much as Dante did. Because look, it's a business decision, right? You've only got so many spots and so many openings for an open competition. So you've got to keep an eye on everything. So I think the timing of Bo announcing he's coming back on Sunday and Dante Moore flipping from Oregon to UCLA on Monday, that's something. Might not be the biggest thing, but it's something in this conversation. Oregon incredibly stabilized at the quarterback position now going into 2023 with Bo Nix coming back. DTR has played five years. He's done at UCLA. That door is wide open. Doesn't mean Dante will get the job. Doesn't mean he's even the favorite to get the job in 23. But he'll have a chance. At Oregon, he would not have that chance. Again, just the optics, just the business element of selecting your school. But when you continue to zoom it out 30,000 feet, I think this is kind of the X factor. And I hinted at it earlier. Dante even commented on it. Don't sleep on the Big Ten move. Don't sleep on the college football conference landscape shifting and Oregon being on the outside looking in of said shift. That having an impact. What do we just say? Dante incredibly calculated, right? Aware of all the moving parts. And we're seeing it down in SEC country with Texas, Oklahoma. The original conversation about their move from the Big 12 to the SEC was supposed to be like 2025, right? And then, well, maybe 2024, right? It, it changes. It moves up. It shifts. So if it shifts for UCLA and USC to move from the Pac-12 to the Big 10 sooner, much more in Dante Moore's wheelhouse, right? Came up in Ohio, obviously, a resident of Detroit at this point, uh, Detroit Martin Luther King High School, to be exact. Back-to-back state champion, by the way. Uh, Dante deserves some accolades and love in that regard. Um, don't sleep on that, right? When when the news broke of this conference shift, we were in L.A. at the Elite 11. We talked to Dante. We talked to C.J. Stroud. We talked to Bryce Young. We talked to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Malachi Nelson. A lot of kids from either California or dramatically and directly affected by this Pac-12 Big Ten thing. Remember, this was before Dante committed to Oregon. And everybody's consensus was that this was a big deal. And everybody's consensus was that it was a good thing, especially from a quarterbacking perspective. So what better situation for Dante comparatively comparatively to look at that and and the rest of the conversation if you if you go back to the summer the rest of the conversation around college football was about what at that time super conferences texas and ou had already announced they were headed to the sec those g5 schools had already announced they were going to replace them in the big 12 the big 10 had just grabbed usc and ucla right and the acc is just kind of hanging out but the, the sense was that the Pac-12 was going to be left behind to a degree. So I think that's an underrated factor 
forget where he came from and that he grew up in Big Ten country. And for a long time surrounding his recruitment, there was all this Midwestern buzz. He's going to stay in Big Ten country. He's going to stay in that part of the country. He's going to stay in the Midwest. Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. Those are the schools that are going to be in it for Dante Moore in the end. Forget all of that. Surviving the seismic conference shift that is happening before our eyes and will continue to happen, that, again, goes into, in my opinion, a very, very calculated decision. So, again, Dante Moore flips from Oregon to UCLA. Um, Other commitments have gone down at the quarterback position. Other flips have gone down that affect the Pac-12 schools. And there's an interesting congruence between a few of these schools. For instance, Washington lost its longtime quarterback commitment, Lincoln Keenholz, who flipped to Ohio State. Washington, before Keenholz announced that flip to OSU, Washington offered Sam Levitt, the Washington State quarterback commitment. Well, he has since flipped from Wazoo to Michigan State. And now Washington is without a quarterback commitment in the class of 23, just like Oregon without a quarterback commitment in the class of 2023. We all hear the reports of Oregon and Washington being that next pair of Pac-12 schools that could be looking out to move out, but they haven't yet. And all these quarterback dominoes, Dante Moore, Lincoln Keenholz, Sam Levitt, in the last week have gone from their futures of playing in the Pac-12 to their futures of playing in the Big Ten. For the most aware recruits out there, it's the quarterback position. These kids are the future faces of college football and the future deciders and decision makers within the sport of college football. Just ask these these transfer players that have dominated the sport, right? Just ask reigning Heisman winner Caleb Williams. How about Joe Burrow a couple years ago, right? All the Oklahoma quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, that were transfer players. This stuff shapes and tweaks the sport. So just interesting and perhaps ironic that these Pac-12 quarterback commits are now future Big Ten quarterback commitments, three in the same week, just ahead of National Signing Day. So that will be fascinating uh, to look at. Before we get into Dante Moore's skill set, why this is such a big deal, why is the number one player, we'll reiterate some of those things. Um, there are some notes on some of these other quarterbacks that are out there. As we mentioned, Washington and Washington State now without a quarterback commitment, both lost flips to Big Ten schools. Oregon now joins them in losing Dante Moore. There's a couple quarterbacks that are still being contacted by these programs. Oregon, there is some buzz. Rivals.com is reporting that Austin Novosad, the SI99 fellow Elite 11 finalist, is being courted by Dan Lanning and company. He did not take a visit to Eugene, uh, so I think that will be tough to overcome, especially considering he is he took officials as a Baylor commitment, which he still is. He took official visits to Notre Dame and Ohio State and Texas A&M and remains a Baylor commitment. So if Oregon can pull this off, this would be without an official visit compared to Ohio State, Notre Dame and Texas A&M. So I think it's a bit uphill to say the least, but Oregon's got a lot of ties to the state of Texas. Will Stein, the new offensive coordinator, comes from that part of the state as well. Dripping Springs is in the Dallas-Austin corridor. He comes from Lake Travis High School where he coached Hudson Card, by the way, if you're looking for some transfer portal potential destinations there. Um, So maybe Oregon finds a way to sign a quarterback come Wednesday. 
While the rest of the quarterback dominoes shuffle down the stretch of the class of 2023, it is important to note why this is such a big deal, right? This is the year of the quarterback. You've got Arch Manning, you've got Nico Yamaliava, you've got Malachi Nelson, you've got Jaden Rashada. We mentioned Austin Novosad, Jackson Arnold. Some really great arms in this class of, of 2023. So why is Dante Moore such a big deal? Why is he the number one player on Sports Illustrated? And I think he's going to hold on to that post, by the way. We're going to update the rankings in January. Going to be tough to knock Dante off of that theoretical throne. Here's why. Depending on where you look for recruiting information, right? On three rivals, 24-7, ESPN, SB Nation, Fan Nation, whatever it is. Everybody ranks in different ways, right? We've talked about this plenty on, on State of Recruiting. Everybody ranks in different ways. You rank to the ceiling, you rank to the floor, you rank to the NFL, you rank to college. We rank to college and like immediately. I want my SI-99, and again, the final one, just a couple weeks away, get through signing day, take a breath, eval mode all the way through the new year. I want my list to reflect the best players for today. So if you look at an SI-99 from 2021 or 2020, I wanted to show you the best player first in college and then go thereafter. Not a projection to the NFL. Sometimes, obviously, it overlaps. And by the way, pretty good start to, to the SI All-American tenure. First number one player, Bryce Young, Heisman winner. Last, or The next number one player was Caleb Williams, back-to-back uh, -back Heismans there on the old resume. Travis Hunter, for those curious, was their number one player for 2022. We'll see where he ends up in the transfer portal. That'll probably be its own episode of the state of recruiting. Colorado's the favorite, obviously, but Miami, which whew, you can't count them out for anyone at this point. Miami, Georgia, his former in-state school that got him on campus multiple times before that Florida State decommitment, and USC potentially pairing with Caleb Williams. Travis Hunter in the transfer portal as of this week. And Kevin Coleman, the other SI99 recruit that Dion signed at Jackson State, also in the portal. Again, stories for another day, another episode of the state of recruiting. But the reason why Dante Moore is the number one player is because of the floor. That's my long roundabout way of getting to that. It's because of his floor, right? He's six foot two, 210 pounds, compactly built, lower body dominant in his physical makeup. Plenty athletic in the modern sense, but not necessarily a dual threat or one that you would design quarterback runs for. Doesn't mean he can't run. You're just not going to design it. You're not going to run QB power with Dante Moore. No disrespect, D, if you're listening. But it's the floor, the mechanics, the motion is clean and quick. He's accurate to all three levels. The production, hello, the production. We don't talk high school stats much on this show. It largely doesn't matter. It's, it's a secondary level of the evaluation, right? Um, but at certain positions, you got to be productive. We have to have seen it, right? You're not going to rate a running back very high. If he averages three yards a carry, you're not going to consider a wide receiver an elite prospect. If he's not scoring on chunk plays, you're not going to consider a pass rusher to be special if he's got four sacks in his high school career. So at some point, stats really do start to matter more and more. And at the quarterback position, the production has so much to do with what we see at the next level. 
And in the last three years in particular, Dante Moore has been the most productive high school back in the country, in my opinion. Others have thrown for more yards, maybe scored a couple more touchdowns. But in terms of the combination of being ultra productive and winning, hard to beat what Dante's put on tape. For those of you who don't know, Dante Moore, four-year high school starter at Martin Luther King High School in Detroit. Freshman year, takes the gig and and kind of runs with it, like out of nowhere to a lot of people, right? Go back and read our number one story uh, on SI when we named Dante number one. We talked about it plenty. Throws for like 2,000 yards, huge deal. A little reckless, but, you know, freshman, freshman in there. The next year, boom, goes to the state title game, loses in the state title game, but ultra productive, 30 to 3 TD to interception ratio. And it's like, who is this kid? Offers are rolling in at this point. Follows that up with his probably his best year, his junior year. 3,000-yard season, 40 to 3 TD to interception ratio with more pressure. And now he gets over that state title game hump. He wins a state title. Had some great players around him. Lost a lot of those players going into 2022. And we saw some growing pains, right? Dante told us in the offseason, hey, I need to step up in 22. I need to be that true leader because we lost a lot of great leaders from that 2021 year. So we saw some growing pains, some unflattering stat lines early in the season for Dante. But as the playoffs grew closer, the weather dipped down and the title run and defense was truly set to begin in October and November, Dante turned it up to 11. And he finished the year with a 32-3 to touchdown interception ratio with another state championship at Detroit King. If you're keeping score at home, just in the last three years, so during the three state title game runs, he won two of three, in the state title game runs, the TD to interception ratio for Dante Moore, 102 to 9. So that's better than 10 to 1 TD interception ratio. As the guy, as the marquee player that everyone is trying to slow down and stop, that is pretty darn impressive. There's one thing to, to break out and become known, which he did as, a, as really a freshman, but more so as a sophomore. It's another thing to sustain that and improve upon that while still taking care of the most important thing, which is winning. And the yardage, by the way, really darn good. About 10,000 yards in his high school career. So 10,000 yards, 130 plus touchdowns, 20 picks through, through the most as a freshman, as you would imagine. So the floor, the mechanics What we know now, the build, the mechanics, the motion, the accuracy, the ability to hit all three levels and the high school production, those five main boxes in college football recruiting evaluation relative to the quarterback position checked in Sharpie with Dante Moore. That's why he's the number one player in the country. That's why he's the number one quarterback in the year of the quarterback. And that's why his move from UCLA, excuse me, And that's why his move from messed up my whole sequence. That's why his move from Oregon to UCLA on Monday, just before National Signing Day 2022, that is why it is such a big deal. Dante Moore 
even if you went to Oregon or any of the other schools we talked about, was not going to sit long in college. Now at UCLA, he not only has an opportunity to be a part of this Big Ten immersion, but he has a chance to start right out of the gates and compete right out of the gates in Westwood for Chip Kelly and the revamped, restabilized offensive juggernaut in an increasingly entertaining Pac-12 UCLA Bruins. Huge news in recruiting. We'll have much more recruiting coverage for you. Counting down to National Signing Day 2022. This has been an episode of The State of Recruiting. I'm your host, John Garcia Jr. Again, follow, subscribe, like, rate, everything on the CFB Nation platform, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that fun stuff. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon, probably tomorrow. So God bless. Garcia out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.